the self-awareness piece and the willingness to change it's and improve really important is the number one thing I tell my own children to look for in a future spouse. Right. Because when you have someone who doesn't claim to be perfect and is willing to grow and change, you can go years and years and years and years into that marriage and it just gets better and better and sweeter and sweeter and lovelier and lovelier. (laughs) Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how to show your spouse you love them by taking responsibility for your crap. That's a good one. Tickets keeper? Yep, I do. Okay. Something came up in our conversations tonight, and it reminded me of when we were very first married and I was and not a good husband. I had no idea how to love you, how to be a good husband, how to be caring and sensitive and loving and attentive. But the biggest thing that I did was my own fears, my own insecurities of inconveniencing other people meant I did one thing that was profoundly hurtful to you. And that is, Whenever I had a decision to disappoint someone else, a complete and total stranger, or disappoint you, I threw you under the bus. Yeah. I ignored your feelings. I I wanted to make sure I looked good in front of uh, someone else, someone that I would never see ever again. And I was, I was more afraid of their opinion of me than my own wife. When I did that, how did that make you feel? Do you remember those days? Oh, yeah. It made me feel like I wasn't important at all. It, it was like being steamrollered. Steamrollered. Steamrollered, yeah. So thinking that those people's feelings and what was important to them, or maybe not even important to them, but just that their feelings or uh, that they mattered more, that they were more important than me, and there were times that I just could not understand why it was so important to take care of them and not and me not matter at all. That's what was communicated most to you was you don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I remember those days and I'm embarrassed by those days. I feel bad about those days. You're you're really lucky because your wife for the most part, fairly much lives in the moment. Right. And so I don't remember a lot of those days. But I do. So. And, and I feel bad about them, honey. I I didn't treat you right. And I'm grieved by that. I'm, I am, I'm, I'm burdened because you deserve to be treated much, much better than I actually treated you. Oh, thank you. I am thankful that somewhere, somehow, I learned I've got to do my stuff. I've got to work on my crap, right? my story, my fears, my insecurities. And by doing that, by me becoming a healthier human being, I'm actually able to love you better. Right. There's just a few instances. Is that the right word? Mm -hmm. Instances? Just a few instances that 
that I remember. One was in the grocery store. Yeah. And I don't know why this one happens to be the one that sticks in my memory. And I was had my cart and I was, well, you probably would say that I was in the middle of the aisle. And I don't think that I was necessarily in the middle of the aisle, but it really doesn't matter. But I was getting something, getting ready to put it into the cart. And there was someone behind us and you pushed the cart out of the way far away from me so I couldn't just take my stuff so that you could be out of the way of the person that was coming. Mm -hmm. And it was like, why does my cart need to be moved? And it wasn't just that you moved the cart. I could feel all the emotions around it. I couldn't name what those were, but I could certainly feel them. So that was... I was oozing feelings. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and I guess... Um, I was oozing insecurity as well. I was oozing. That's palpable. But it, But that was one of those moments where I was like, why is that person's temporary stop in the aisle because it happens in the grocery store for everybody you temporarily have to stop because someone's getting something yeah. why is it more important for them to be able to get around me than it is to wait for a few seconds and why am i why can't i get my stuff without feeling like i'm not important or that i don't matter One of the most loving things you can do for your spouse is to do your own work. Right. Is to learn how to deal with your own insecurities because your spouse is going to be the number one person who bears the burden of you dealing with those insecurities. Right. Well, you will get hurt the most. Right. Well, and I, I think that you're aware of it. You weren't aware of it then, no. but I think some of the things, some of the consequences of you not being aware of it is number one in your in your trying to take care of making sure everybody else's feelings are okay or they think good of you. Some of the consequences for me are that I end up feeling like I'm not wanted, I'm not important, I don't care, I'm not capable. Um, I make assumptions about you rather than giving you the benefit of the doubt. I treat you inaccurately. Right. Which leaves me feeling incapable, incompetent. Fragile. Fragile. And I'm none of those things. I have my moments, but all those little all those little times build up. And it can be in lots of different ways. And I'm so glad that somewhere along the lines you figured that out or we figured it out together or Yeah. And um you don't do that. Yeah. Not nearly as much. It right. still creeps in, but sure. not nearly as much. Right. We know that we're not the only couple that deals with this. We know that this is a trend that happens in pretty much every marriage. And I will make the suggestion that the most mature people and the most mature marriages are the ones that can take responsibility. That's one of the six parts of the secure marriage framework. Right. And that says, I need to work on this area. This area that of my own personal life is actually hurting you in some way. And I need to get some help with that. Whether that's counseling or whether that's a friend or whether that's a self-help book or whether right. that's a really superb marriage podcast that they can find somewhere online <laughs> that has a husband and a wife sharing real stories. Right. Whether it's that kind of thing that helps them. Whatever it takes. Right. Well, and, and I want to say, too, be, that this is not just... One of those things where 
because you were the one who struggled with that, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's a man kind of thing because... Nope, that's a Paul kind of thing. That's a Paul thing. And uh, we've seen women who definitely. really struggle with that. Yep, definitely. And, and it might even be that women tend more to that. Potentially. So it could be either either spouse who yeah. really struggles with that. How does it make you feel when I recognize I'm screwing up, I have a thing about myself that I need to work on, and I come to you and I go, I know that I'm hurting you, I'm going to go get some help with it so I don't keep hurting you? <sighs> yeah. For me, it's a physical reaction of like, oh, okay, I don't. I don't have to carry that anymore. Yeah. Um, when you have to carry your spouse not being taking responsibility for something, man, it's it's weighty. It's heavy. And that's what we want to teach everyone who's listening to this podcast is how to make your spouse feel that oh that yeah. that that relaxation that that peace that yeah. comes by taking responsibility for yourself it's super counterintuitive and yet it is guaranteed nobody unless they're you know personality disordered <laughs> nobody is is going to respond poorly if someone says i'm going to try to stop doing things that hurt you i take responsibility for my bad actions right now, if you've been doing bad actions for a very long time and you come and say, I'm going to take responsibility, you you might have a questionable spouse yeah. because it's really scary to go, oh, he really means that. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. There's there's that piece of like. And that's normal. Yes. That's normal. That's really normal. But but you can't really argue with, nope. you, I mean, you could come back and say, well, yeah, you better, but that would be kind of counterproductive. If you're listening to this podcast and you're recognizing your crap is getting in the way of the happiness of your spouse, if you are brave enough or honest enough to say, yep, I need to do something uh, to start dealing with my own personal stuff and you don't know where to begin, um, securemarriage.com is actually the best place to begin because you can go there and there's actually an online quiz which will help you assess how strong you are in the six parts of the secure marriage framework and that will show you exactly the area you need to start working on. And then from there, there's a free course on communication and then there's a zillion other podcast episodes from Secure Marriage you can listen to. And even better, if you want to actually write to us and say, I need some help in this specific area. Can you point me in the right direction? You can send me an email, paul at securemarriage.com, or you can email my wife, Shannon, shannon at securemarriage.com. Yep. And we will provide real resources to real problems for real people with real solutions. That's what we want to do. Yep. Before we wrap it up, though, let me ask you this question. No, nope, I don't want to answer any questions. <laughs> because this might actually okay. be helpful. Because Sure. So what would you say to someone who their spouse is the one who is being that way and not taking responsibility, but isn't aware that they're doing that? What What is the best way to approach them? Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's been a really good podcast. We'll Be see you next time. Because no. because I, I suspect that, that I told you right. probably on numerous occasions, but yeah. I'm sure that I didn't have a good way to do it and a way that you would be able to hear. What you actually just identified there is one of the main sources of conflict in 
every relationship. Your spouse is doing something that they're unaware of that's hurting your feelings and you want to make them stop. Our human nature is designed to try to avoid pain. And if our spouse is the one who's causing pain, we try to avoid them or correct them or change them or attack them mm -hmm. or something because our survival brain kicks in and we go, we don't want to be hurt anymore. Right. That is, again, where maturity in the relationship comes in and you can sit down with them and it might require a little bit of um, brave conversation right. to say, I know this might hurt your feelings or I know we've had this conversation before, but this is what you're doing that's hurting me. And when you come at it with a with a calm uh, approach that says, um, I want to share my feelings with you, that's not a guarantee that it's going to be good every time, but I guarantee you it's going to be better than you coming at them going, you're being a jerk. Right. That is a guaranteed way to fight. And so I want to suggest, again, a different approach to saying there's a dynamic that happens between us, and I don't know if you're aware of it, but this is what you're doing that's hurting me, and it can't continue. Do you recognize? I actually start with curiosity. Do you recognize that this happens all the time? Rather than, again, attacking them, you're doing this. Do you recognize that you've done this? Do you recognize that you moved the cart down there away from me and it looks like you're more concerned about other people's feelings rather than my feelings? Am, am I reading that correctly? When you can do it in that tone, when you can do it in that um, curiosity attitude rather than, than an attacking attitude, again, it's not a guaranteed thing every time people right. still get defensive. Sure. But there's a greater chance of them going, oh, thank you very much. And there's a much greater chance if you have a fairly healthy communication overall. If, you, sure. if you've got some equity in the bank, emotional equity in the bank that says, okay, I know that my spouse isn't trying to hurt me. Um, and so I will try to be in an open, receptive place of listening. Now, if you do that and your spouse still gets defensive... I actually have two techniques I use. I, okay. These might be risky. <laughs> okay. Um, Are you going to tell techniques that you use on me? Uh, <laughs> Are you sure you want to give them away? <laughs> no. Uh, we're actually aware of this sometimes. Uh, when this is happening, okay, if you know you're going to have a conversation and you're afraid your spouse is probably going to respond in this way, record it. <laughs> hit the voice recorder or hit, hit the video recorder and set it up. This way it takes it out of the subjective he said, she right. said kind of thing. And you can actually do watch the playback, right. literally watch the pay, playback and go, hear this tone. This is hurting me. See that look on your face. Right. This is dismissive of me. See this. And again, this happened live on a podcast episode right. with us where you corrected right. me and I got defensive with you and I had to eat humble pie and, <laughs> right. and pull my foot out of my mouth because I was proven wrong. And it was helpful that we had, you know, a tape to prove it. Right. Now, again, if you overuse that technique, people now become really suspicious because it's like, oh, see, you're recording me. You're trying to prove me wrong. So use that technique sparingly. But I've actually found because uh, technology is around us all the time. You just it's literally one button on a on a cell right. phone and you can have that recorded um, so that there's so that there's clarity in the conversation. There's objectivity in the conversation. Would you suggest doing that sneakily? Um, 
the only time I suggest doing it sneakily is when you are only going to do it for your own gains in terms of you want to see how you sound. You Correct. want to see if you're being attacking. You want to hear your tone. Never, ever, ever. It's not ever, to prove someone wrong. Don't pull it out and go, oh, yeah, well, I recorded yesterday and see, here's, I'm proving yeah. to you how wrong you are. That would bite you in the butt. Yes. You will break down trust doing that. So um, don't do it stealthily. That's the first technique. The second technique I would suggest is ask friends, people who know you as a couple who might see this happening when they are willing to offer their feedback. Again, it it takes it out of the subjective realm. And you know how this third person, this objective observer who can actually say, yes, I've seen him or her doing this to you. I understand why you are feeling hurt. Right. And... Sometimes it's healthy and wise to have them involved and just say, you know what? I know that you are trying to love your wife the best you can, but you're speaking really harshly to her. I actually would make an argument. That's what good friends are supposed to do. Hey, you're being a jerk and I come as a friend and I come to wound you. Now, again, if that person is defensive and they don't like to have any sort of criticism, they don't like to have any sort of critique, it doesn't matter how many people come to them, they will automatically right. be defensive. Right. Um, and they might not ever move into that responsibility piece where they need to actually grow in themselves. That's why the self-awareness piece and the willingness to change it's and improve really important is the number one thing I tell my own children to look for in a future spouse. Right. Because when you have someone who doesn't claim to be perfect and is willing to grow and change, you can go years and years and years and years into that marriage and it just gets better and better and sweeter and sweeter and lovelier and lovelier (laughs) because the willingness for people to grow and change means that they mature they get wiser they get kinder and they learn how to love their spouses better and better so those would be two starting places it is really really hard when you try to make your spouse fix something that they don't want to fix yet right the kindest, most loving thing to do is is learning how to approach them in a non-attacking, non-defensive, non-critical sort of tone. And probably when you're not in the midst of... Again, you, you're so wise it. in that. Yep. You wait a day and go, can I talk about what happened last night? Can I give you my feedback? Right. So that's what I would just suggest for those two things. Perfect. Anyway... Can we be done now? Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's a good place. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you on the next podcast. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore. And on today's episode, why improving yourself is the best way to loving your spouse. (laughs) I couldn't read that word. It's like reaping, roofing, what? of Of loving. Yeah. Put on the glasses. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore. And on today's episode, why improving yourself? <laughs> Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast. You want to close that door? Cause, no, okay. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore. And on today's episode, why improving yourself is the best way of loving your spouse. That one's a really hard to get a good flow it's of. It's a little bit tricky, but... Why improving yourself is the best way of loving your spouse. But it's pretty accurate. Yes. Perfect. <laughs>